Welcome to KC Corner, episode 21, and I'm back on the mic now. I've been kicked off for two straight weeks. <laughs> no, you were kicked <laughs> off, Brooks. You know, you I always get to do guests. the intro, at least. i got to introduce everyone. <laughs> right, so you did a great job. But welcome back, Brooks. Oh, it's yeah, glad, to, glad to be back. I'm f- I, hope, I probably won't give as much insight as the past two guests, but I'll do my best. Well, I don't know if either of us can give the insight <laughs> of the last two guests, but what a great time it was. I mean, how uh, significant, really, of all that we're going through, that we could have... Thomas Brown and David Outing join us, and uh, I know that I learned a lot. I gleaned a lot. I know these guys. I mm-hmm. love these guys, and yep. yet to hear their perspective, it's so important, and to mm-hmm. know their their history, to know they love the Lord like we love the Lord, but they've just experienced things that we haven't, and it's so important to hear them and understand them and, and hurt with them, and I just think that's just, you know incredibly important at a time like this. Yeah, and then last week, um, to give a look behind the curtain, I had to leave about halfway through the interview, so it was cool just like not knowing at all. I just listened to the episode afterwards. Um, it was nice to just sit there and relax and listen to what David and you had to say, so it was, it was a great episode. Look at you on the other side. <laughs> on the huh? other side, yeah, I know. That was, that was fantastic. <laughs> really insightful. Is there any one or two things that you could glean from that you think back that were... The the biggest one last week from David where he said, like, we don't have a racism problem, we have a sin problem. That's, I mean, it's not just one sin, racism, and obviously it's very prominent right now and in the news and everything, but we do have a sin problem of everything we do. That's so true, and I love the way he had a kind of a Christocentric view Mm -hmm. on all of that. And it was interesting how we talked about, you know, the, the thought right now of Black Lives Matter and that house is on fire more than others, and that analogy, because I've struggled with that. It's kind of mm-hmm. hard because we know that in God's view, as David said, all lives do matter. But mm-hmm. how do we navigate those waters? So that was some good things. And yeah. And I like the picture he painted. Like if the Jake's had a house on fire, like obviously all the houses in the neighborhood yeah, are important. important. Exactly. But right now that one needs the most attention. I didn't like that because I think <laughs> Jake's house is still important. <laughs> well, the neighbor's house. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my. Well, let me use that to say it's interesting, Brooks, because I was going to do a two-week little mini-series on loving the hell out of our community, uh, a sermon series that focused on God's calling uh, of us, his church, to really lead with love and to love our community. And I thought I'd be moving into a, uh, a sermon series over the summer called Summertime Psalms, uh, Summertime Songs, I should say, that we're going to look back into some of the Psalms. But this was convicted um, that, hey, you know what? Um, I really feel like there's more to be said um, with this series. And the Holy Spirit in my life has been working. And there's two specific sermons that I feel compelled to preach before we uh, move on. So I hope that we'll never stop loving the hell out of our community, so to speak. But, you know, one of our values, Brooks, is you come into King's Chapel and you can see gospel-centered, kingdom-focused, spirit-empowered. And that last one is community-driven. And that is really a value that we should always have. God made us for community as he has forever existed in community as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He has made us for one another. And so in light of that, I just felt like there were two more uh, sermons uh, to preach. So we're going to kind of jump into what I hope to say uh, at the beginning here. And uh, this next week is answering the question that comes out of Luke 10. There's an incredible story in Luke 10 where Jesus is confronted by what Scripture says, a certain lawyer. So this and the lawyer here is, is, is somebody who's an expert of the Hebrew law, the Jewish law, the Torah, um, and he's trying to trip Jesus up. And so he asks him some questions. And 
on the surface, it's a little bit of a softball question of like, what's the greatest commandment? And when Jesus tells him, listen, you got to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you got to love your neighbor as yourself. There's a follow-up question that incredibly reveals this certain lawyer's heart. And he asks the question, who is my neighbor? Um, and Jesus winds up telling a story that we all would call it the Good Samaritan story. It's important for us to have the background of where this story comes from, what he is answering. And it's interesting because he went from a certain lawyer until he tells a story about a certain man. And you don't know who the certain man is because the certain man who's in need, he's stripped. He doesn't have any clothes, any identification. You don't know if he is this a Jew, Gentile, Samaritan. Who is this person? And so in the amazing brilliance and wisdom of Jesus in telling a story, he wants to tell a story about someone who we don't really know who he is mm -hmm. to answer the question, who is my neighbor? And I think what's most important, so for those of you who are going to listen, and please do listen, and those of you who are going to come, and please do come, um, is, is really, I want you to see where you are in the story. So important of where we see ourselves in the story, because that will determine how we love our neighbor. And I, I am not going to give it away, but I, I, I will bet that most of us don't see ourselves rightly in the story, or we don't see others rightly in the story. So this is... It's really a story about seeing. It's really a story about how do we see our neighbor. And I think it's so important for us right now. How do we see? Like, I've been told, uh, you know, somebody would say, hey, I don't see color. And I've had people that are, are black. I've heard them say, well, you should see color. I mean, you know, it's not like we're all this homogenous thing. So mm -hmm. it's, we ought to see distinctions, uh, distinctives. But, you know, how do we react to those? So. Mm -hmm. That's what I hope to say Sunday. Come on out, invite your friends. I'm excited about it. Again, this just up until yesterday, I was preparing for something else. I was <laughs> going to launch into the Psalm series, and I can't wait for that. But uh, we're going to push that off. And kind of nice because we're going to have David Outing, uh, Lord willing, preach for us on July 5th. So I'll preach this week on, on uh, who is my neighbor. And then the... Uh, the following week, I want to go to uh, Paul's letter in Ephesians 2 that talks about Jesus knocking down the dividing wall and how what, whatever wall that we have that divides us, how the gospel should knock that down. So that will be the 28th. Um, so come and listen. And, and then we have David outing on the 5th. And then we'll jump into our summertime songs uh, through the Psalms, uh, through the rest of the summer. Yeah, Psalms can wait. We got we got to love the hell of our community. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I love that. That is that is awesome. So, um, and when it comes to loving the hell out of our community, Brooks. I mean, last week we were in Hebrews chapter ten, which uh, is a uh, incredible passage. And I started my sermon by trying to ask the question: Wouldn't it be wonderful uh, that, that if there were one event? I mean, what could the one event be that could change everything? Mm -hmm. Especially now, how much do we need the world to change right now? You yeah, know? very quickly. I mean, exactly. <laughs> it's, it seems to be with this pandemic, with with the racism, and and uh, just all the things that seem to be happening, even the political environment right now, and in history, in God's history, in His redemptive history. Obviously, the one event that changes everything is the cross of Christ. And sometimes as Christians, we could blow past that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know that. Mm -hmm. But let's just stop and say it really did change everything. It, it turned the world heading in the direction of hell to open up possibility of heaven and healing and mm -hmm. salvation. So yeah. it's such important stuff. And 
with this one sacrifice, we want to look at uh, what I try to, what I hope to say is, he has forever made us perfect, Yahoo Brooks. Let's mm -hmm. dance, you know. I mean, that justification, we've been declared not guilty. But God's also making us holy. We're a work in progress. And after we realize what the gospel has done for us, what Jesus did for us on the cross, in Hebrews 10, there's this great exhortation. Well, here's the things we're supposed to do. And where I wanted to land today was, you know, again, he talks about this faith, hope, and love um, that we should have in response. You know, a faith that draws near to God, a, a hope that never lets go because our God is faithful. He who promises faithful. Our hope isn't in ourselves. Our hope is in him. And lastly, love. Mm -hmm. And let us love and let us spur one another on to love and good deeds. And But what's so important in that to me, Brooks, is don't forsake hanging out together. You know, meet together. Mm -hmm. And I think as a church that lives in this day and age with everything streaming, you know, people can make the decision easily. And I understand the COVID-19 decision, but they can make the decision, hey, I don't need to be there. You know, I don't need to be in other people's lives. But God has made us to be close to one another, to spur one another on and, and to love and good deeds and to be the church right now. And if, if ever the church needed to be spurred on to love their neighbor, um, to be, to love the hell out of the community, it's right now. Mm -hmm. and, and if we're, if we are not together, we're going to miss the message yep. and, um, or we can get confused. Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting. Scripture, when we, we, we find out somebody who's isolated themselves, uh, from community, I think of the story of, of the rich uh, owner of, of many barns. I mean, he he decide talks to himself like I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tear down my barns and big builder ones, and I'm gonna have more than I need. I'm gonna tell myself eat, drink, and be merry because you have everything you need. He didn't ever ask any question to anybody else. He only figured life out in him uh, by himself in a mm -hmm. vacuum. And it turned out really poorly, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, I need your perspective. You need my perspective in Christ. We need to spur one another on, encourage one another on love and good deeds. So mm -hmm. that's what I was really hoping to say last week of, boy, don't miss that one event of the cross, what it's done for us. And don't miss what that should compel us to do for our neighbor. Yeah. And when you're talking about the cross, uh, I think it's weird. Like we can almost take it for granted or be like, yeah, obviously cross happened. But like, we have to recognize like, no, that was the event that turned everything. And, you know, obviously being gospel centered, you appear every Sunday, every day, every week, and you can be like numb to it, I guess, but go always going back to it, not just on Easter Sunday uh, is really important. You know, it's kind of like, it's the one event that we start, uh, everything starts from, but we never leave, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's kind of like, you know, you started off with T-ball and then mm -hmm. you go up to uh, minors and, you know, up to Little League and eventually onto the big field. And there's this pro this progression mm -hmm. that you've left the T-ball. There's no more a T. Yeah. But for Christians, we never leave the cross. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's central in all we do. It's not just a starting point. It's the cent central point of all that we do. So yeah. we lift it high. We remember that, that important moment. So, yeah. And yeah, I think that's why... Obviously, the Lord's Supper always is a looking back, a reminder yep. to lift high the cross. Yep. Well, that sounds good. And I'm glad the series is continuing these next two weeks. With yeah. It. Yeah. We got more loving to do, right? <laughs> um, I know we wanted to give now an update with uh, COVID-19. And obviously, last two weeks, we've uh, opened the sanctuary back up and started worshiping together again. And um, I know you just want to give an update with that. Well, first of all, it hasn't been great to see some people in the sanctuary. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's people I hadn't seen in a, in a long time. It's been great. I know we had you back in the booth last week uh, helping, uh, you know, put out the uh, 
the uh, internet stream. Oh yeah, I'm really struggling stuff. with that. Yeah, that was, that was really the World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah, exactly, boomer. Put it on the webs, <laughs> and so uh, so thank you for serving last week. But it was no great problem. seeing people for sure, and it's uh, it's interesting to have him come back. You know, uh, if you look at the news, uh, apparently there is a pretty good spike in cases in Florida. I don't know about you, Brooks. I don't see it. You know, it's almost like out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to say, well, maybe it's not our area. Um, but as we have met as a leadership weekly and, and want to be good stewards and want to be able to shepherd the flock well, uh, we our hope was to slowly roll back to a new normal. Um, and our hope was to even this week have nurseries open. But we feel like with the spike of what's been happening, we want to hold the course where we are. So we're going to still uh, recommend masks. Um, I know there was a good amount that wore them, a good amount that didn't. And uh, we're going to leave that to you. Um, uh, you know, some of the leadership that will be greeting you will be wearing masks. But um, we're going to not going to have a nursery this week. We're just going to stay the course what we had last week. We're going to still have our sanctuary, um, you know, parceled out uh, to have that social distancing space. So um, and that's that's where we are. And we hope. Again, I think the big key for me pastorally is I just can't wait till the nurseries get back open. Mm -hmm. We've been taking some surveys of our people. Hey, if we open them, would you come? And some would, some won't. But so young families, we love you. Um, don't forget the cry room. You could go in there if you need to. But we really are hoping soon to get back open. I think you just miss having the kids up on stage. I do. I do. <laughs> I think I we all do. Them. I know. That's, Raleigh and all of them up there uh, looking, looking great and looking so cute. So true. Georgie. I mean, that, yeah, they are. Uh, Brooks, they're amazing. I agree. So, um, and you know, it was interesting too, uh, Brooks, is I had a conversation just this last Sunday with uh, JP and his wife, Kyla, amazing part of our church. And I'm so grateful for them. And they were talking about the beauty of our sanctuary and how you could come to King's Chapel and it could feel like a church that's been there a while. And you almost could miss the fact that, hey, we're a church plant. Uh, we were only a few months in when 2020 hit and 2020 has mm. been an unusual <laughs> year to say the least. And let me just have a shout out and a reminder to all the, those are listening that th we're so excited about what God is doing. But we have so many needs and there's so many opportunities to serve and to give and to uh, help build. And what I'm hoping and praying for is just this, this sense of urgency that, hey, this is our church and we have a, a real chance to see it grow. And, you know, how are we faithful uh, to the church right now? And um, I think if we were maybe meeting in a gymnasium somewhere or in a, in a school, and mm -hmm. uh, it would feel probably more like a church plant, but that we can come into this beautiful sanctuary and, and, and have it all ready to go. Uh, it might give the impression that we've been there longer than we have. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I guess what I'm trying to say is a shout out to everybody. We continue to pray for King's Chapel and pray that God would bless us and, um, and what that ever looks like. And I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I know this for sure. I love King's Chapel and I, I look forward to us continue to grow and to uh, be faithful, to to be fruitful and to flourish uh, mm -hmm. for him and, um, you know, see some new faces come and, um, you know, just see some new families come. That That's kind of my my hope and prayer. Yeah. It's we want like while the service is going on, we want people to think that we've been doing this for years. And exactly. JP and Chris keep the show going exactly. and it runs smoothly for the most part. Yeah. But once you leave, we want you to remember that this is a church plant and we're 
here to grow and spread the word of Jesus. Amen to that, Brooks. And even maybe before, I mean, during the worship service, we wanted to be polished and like, wow, <laughs> these people know what they're doing. Don't look behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> but even beforehand, you know, just the needs of helping set up, uh, the, the needs of uh, mm-hmm. kind of getting it cranked week from week. Uh, we, we need you. So, um, so get off the couch, come to King's Chapel <laughs> when you feel safe. Uh, but there is a spot for you. Sounds good. And that's all we got for this week. We'll see you guys Sunday and see you next week. Welcome back, Brooks. It's back. good to have you, felt man. Good. Felt it, it, we're felt naturals good. now. It is Brooks, right? You are Brooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Brooks. <laughs> nice <laughs> okay. to meet you. Oh, fantastic. Well, Brooks, let me tell you, there's always room in the corner for you. I appreciate it. Unless that, we man. invite somebody who's got a better story than you, then you're going to be quiet. So. <laughs> they don't have uh, the good stories yet. They had a few years on me. They did. So, anyway, all right. Blessings, y'all. <laughs> see ya.